Welcome to chapter 58 of Jeff and Julie Move to France During a Global Pandemic. Today we take a sad look at how badly the fast food world has grown in France. And we will add a few items to words and phrases that have become lost in translation. So we got potentially some good news yesterday. Well, we saw some workers in orange jackets with white trucks and cherry pickers installing what looked like a cable. And as I was driving up, I asked the nice gentleman, is this fiber? (laughs) And he said, oui, madame. Okay, so I haven't asked you too much on this, and I know you don't have much more to report. I I get that, but... Here's the, here's the, I don't understand how this works. And I, I guess I have to crawl down the rabbit hole of fiber, but they installed a bunch of stuff in the ground over a year ago in December of 2021. And, and now they're hanging cable. And now they're hanging one. So I, <sighs> it, it's probably a tandem, a dual system. Maybe. In order, you know, and then we've got the the bigger issue because our house is is situated quite a distance from the road. So how do you get said fiber cable down to the house? With lots and lots of money. (laughs) Well, you know, that's what the, whoever you decide to use as your provider, that's what they do. But there are installation costs and they vary, obviously. So, but it doesn't matter. We've known that this is going to be a thing. I need good, we need good fiber uh, and a a good Wi-Fi network for the property. Because, you know, like we don't really have Wi-Fi for our guests right now in the Jeet. And that's really important. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's okay what we're using right now on the, on the, what do they call that? The box? Yeah, the fly box. The fly box. But, you know, it's slow. It like, you know. And it's not even that it's slow. It's just you have limited amount of data and you have to re-up the data if you're watching a lot of Netflix or something. And it's, it's. It just doesn't cover the area that we need it to cover. So this will be great. I'm hoping and praying. But here, <laughs> here's what I'm thinking. You know, every every single uh, stage of this seems to just take forever. Well, from what I heard on the radio, it's because it's different sub subcontractors. Well, I know that. Right? Yeah. So it's yeah. one, one group that does this mm-hmm. job and then another group that does the other job. And so it's not necessarily as cohesive and, as and, it should be. And we keep calling and they keep saying, when it's installed and ready to use, you will be notified. Yeah, you got really mad at the guy last time. Oh, he was an ass. He was a total ass. Well, the good news is it's it's progressing, which is good. And, you know, clearly Macron, who made a commitment to get rural properties yeah, up and running up by and 2020. Running. Yeah, by 2020. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember Look, that. There are countries where it would take a lot more time than that. So in any case, that's good news. Yeah, it's good news. And we'll just we'll follow this one. I'm, I'm I, I just you know, I just want to get the, the message get and then you know here's the other thing they'll say oh it's ready we'll make a booking okay we'll see you in 2024 because (laughs) as you said every different company is working on every different stage and i'm sure they're backlogged in each stage so we'll see
Right. Well, <laughs> it's going to help us when we want to continue watching our Netflix. Yeah. Because that's been our, our go-to. Oh, is it ever. <laughs> you know, we just completely get, we, we tried White Lotus and did not want to spend another <laughs> minute on our ever-diminishing life. You know, it, it didn't, it didn't speak to us. We didn't understand it. It was just. Self-indulgent and, crap. And I know that so many people are huge fans, and, and Jennifer Coolidge won an award, and the show won some awards, and I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. And I'm not going past two episodes. If you haven't got me after two, I had a buddy of mine who posted, because I, I was bemoaning the fact that it was just garbage, and he said, you got to give it four episodes. That's too much time. If you haven't got me after two episodes, I'm out. Right. I'm just out. Yeah. And you're the same. It, it was just... Uh, just yeah. didn't go anywhere. So so then we we look around. Oh, we found Jack Reacher, which was fun. I mean the not not the Tom Cruise Jack Reacher, uh, but the newer version with that giant of a man. <laughs> the ladies will love him. Uh, and it was good. I liked that show. I liked it. Yeah, we, it was it was very entertaining. Yeah. Very well done. And then and then we started getting some uh, articles sent to us about Emily in Paris. Yeah. And so we thought, hey, okay, uh, it's, it's a, in its third season. It can't be bad. Or maybe it's even in its fourth season now. Let's let's start it at season one, episode one, and see how it goes. And off the hop, it was pretty darn funny, especially if you've experienced uh, France or experienced Paris in a way similar to her from an american standpoint it the, the first couple of episodes were really is this was the opposite of white lotus this was like the first two episodes were great and then it just waned it just went bah. but so many funny things happened in those first couple of episodes of emily in paris well you know they brought in some of the stereotypes first of all really good casting real french people Yes. Not not actors learning Fr- awful French. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, so many things got reinforced for us. Like th- there was actually something that I've said on this podcast many times before was used in, I think, the first one or two episodes. We work to live. We do not live to work. And it's so true. <laughs> it and it's really such, true. It's such a positive thing about France. It's a real positive thing. It has to be, you know, embraced. Um, oh, she, so she's moving here. Uh, she doesn't speak any French because the person who was supposed to move to France got uh, pregnant. So she took over and she's in her first meeting at this uh, marketing firm. Yes. And she's starting to, she's making her points and one guy puts up his hand. Why are you speaking so loud? Oh my <laughs> God, I was done. Because the Americans that come here are all so loud. And it's just, that's America. And she, she comes from Chicago. And oh. Well, we've said that before. Uh, you know, the hum or the you know, yep. ambient sound yep. in restaurants is so quiet mm-hmm. because people are very respectful. So you can be sitting, you know, two feet away from someone no and problem. there's no issue. No. You're, not, you're not overhearing a conversation. People are just being very... Um, civilized, and they're enjoying themselves. They're ha- they're laughing. Every- it's just not even. At- even the kids are quiet. Oh, the kids are just yeah. so different from North American <laughs> yeah. kids. Yeah. We we were in a restaurant yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a little girl. She was all squirmy. What was she? T- one and a half, two, two max. Yeah, play- playing with her stuff. 
and squirmy, and the mom was uh, keeping her occupied. But did the kid scream? No, no. the kid did not scream. It, was she whining? No. No. <laughs> no, it's just, it's amazing. Was there anything else that you noticed in the in the first couple of episodes that we wash, watched? Don't come to work too early. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we know how time works here, right? Yeah. You start work promptly at the time you're supposed to start work. You go for your lunch yeah. from 12 to 2, mm-hmm. and then you go back to work, and you leave when you're supposed to leave. And uh, a couple of other quick notes that, that popped up. Um, and this is really important. Don't talk work at a party. And Canadians in North America, we do that all the time. It's not the place. Like we've we've met the same set of people probably three or four times. <laughs> oh, yeah. And do we know what they do? Do they know what we did? Do, no, no, that's not what you talk about. No, it's a it, very it's very refreshing actually. This one caught me funny. Don't flirt with someone in front of their mistress. It's fine <laughs> if you flirt in front of their wife, but not, not in front the of mistress. their mistress. <laughs> uh, Sancerre. A fine breakfast wine. (laughs) (laughs) When in France. (laughs) And her reaction to her first pain au chocolat? Yeah, pain au chocolat. (gasps) And it's true. Yeah, the pastries are just beyond. The pastries are nuts. So there are a lot of accuracies in the show. There's a lot of stuff that... Well, it's, it's interesting because, you know, as we started kind of falling out of love or like with the show, you know, it occurred to me, it, it's really annoying that she's walking around the streets of Paris in stilettos all the time. Yeah. And she's wearing Louis Vuitton and Chanel outfits. Oh, that's true. And that, those, you, you, you can't afford that. No. On, on whatever salary you're, you're, so, you know, those two things are not very plausible. Hollywood. Uh, yeah. Very, very Hollywoodish for sure. Um, it's funny. They showed some clips to some French people just to see their reaction. And, oh, that's cool. And the one, <laughs> one word that came out was ridicule. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous, you know, and, and some of the, the, the comments that they made is for, in Paris, you wouldn't be walking on cobblestone in stilettos. Like, mm. that's you know, a fact. They'd that's be walking around in, <laughs> they'd be running around the street in, in sneakers and then wear their stilettos at work or, or mm-hmm. when they're going out. That would be more real. The other thing that I found was really funny, um, Emily's boss, mm-hmm. the French woman, berates her in front of her and in front of the staff all and, the time. and all the time it's, it's constantly criticizing her telling her she's not doing a good job and these french people were saying well that's not very realistic because french people would do that behind her back <laughs> <laughs> well you know and and obviously you have to uh you have to take some license when you're doing a show like that to make it interesting. I just find it's a little over over the top for me. But, you know, she's an interesting, she's a very good actress. Uh, she's fun. She's the producer of the show, too, which is interesting. Um, but uh, I think I think I've had enough of Emily in Paris. I get it. I just don't even know where it goes from here. We've only watched, what, six or seven episodes? Yeah, I don't I know. I think what. there are more seasons. I don't know how many. Uh. Sh- in any case... It, some some Americans are now considering moving to France because of the show. Okay, well, there, here's one thing. The last thing I would say about Emily in Paris, it's pretty fairly representing. Uh, it, it, it's representing uh, America, both good and bad, mm-hmm. properly, and France as well. Because there are lots of negatives about being here, and they do talk about uh, a few of those. Um, but uh, w- one of them... One of them is websites, and they they do get into that in the show. The websites here are terrible. I don't know if it's because we're in, you know, well, no, she even mentioned it in the show. 
Yeah, yeah. The, uh, maybe they're not as 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 tech savvy as as the U.S. I'm not I'm not oh, sure about that. Here's a here's a great example. Um, very seldom do you get a drone uh, video with uh, a house for sale. Like that's a wide open business here. If you if you run a drone company in Canada and uh, you've reached your you know, your your mass there, come on over here because they do not get real estate here. They don't know how to sell it. It's just... Not not very many. Well, certainly not in this area. Wow. You know, selling a Paris apartment or a luxury villa on the Mediterranean, probably they would know what they're doing because they're talking about multi-million euros. Maybe. Maybe. I right? just, I haven't seen a lot of drone... I love the drone videos on real estate ads. You know, it, it gives you an idea of what your neighbor is, what your neighborhood is, you know. Um, but uh, I uh, don't see that a lot here. I really don't. Anyway, the the point being, it's it's that is a North American thing. Websites and and that kind of marketing is way better there. Hmm. Well, do you know that during uh, the last decade, Americans are much more inclined a to to move to France, but also they like the French better. Like we went through a bit of a crisis back in two thousand three. Remember when Bush went into Iraq and the French didn't want to um, uh, endorse that move? And that's when people started calling French fries freedom fries. Oh, God. Do you remember that? Mm. Well, now, I mean, the approval rating for, for French people is at 73%. Mm-hmm. And it was back in the day at 37 Holy. That's so a big flip it's a, around. It's a big over a short period of time. And I know that they've taken steps in Paris to make it more tourist friendly. The people are far more polite than mm-hmm. the stereotypical rude French person who is actually described a lot and portrayed a lot in Emily in Paris. It's pretty good now. I mean, when we went to uh, Montparnasse uh, and, and hung out there for a few days, it was wonderful. Yeah, great service, yeah. S- friendly, mm-hmm. smiling, a lot of English speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, like they, they've not only uh, been more welcoming, but they've certainly cleaned up the streets. Like there's not, as you mentioned, there's not as much poo on the streets as when we first started touring <laughs> for Paris. Sure, for sure. Um, one of the America, America's uh, best comedic person is Dennis Miller. I mean, mm-hmm. you like his humor. We've seen him in person. And back in the day, he had he had a saying, and I'm going to say it in French. Okay. Okay. He said, Le seul moyen que les Français s'engagent dans le conflit, c'est de le faire croire qu'on a trouvé des truffes en Irak. I don't think he would have said it that nicely, but... Uh... <laughs> So it's the only way we can get French people to get engaged in the conflict or participate in the conflict is to make them believe that there are truffles in Iraq. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, priorities. Priorities here. You know, bakeries, uh, truffles, uh, all food. Yeah. And now fast food. This is the sad thing. It's it's overwhelming. There was a study that came out, the top 10 countries that eat too much junk food. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, let's just do the top five. Let's see if well, you can guess them. The States has got to be number one. Yep, number one. Because, and they've had fast food for the longest period of time. I would say Canada's in there. Yep, Canada's number three. Ger- hey, is Germany in there? Uh, no. Okay, okay. It, it's in the top ten, but not the top five. Okay. Um, and, and not Italy or Spain? No. Or, no. No. Um, Canada's third, and that's specifically because of Tim Hortons. Mm. It's a huge, huge brand in Canada, right. followed by McDonald's and Burger King and all the other fast food chains. Well, but they're putting— Tim some... Horton's food is, is, is better than, I think, McDonald's food in terms of nutrition. Right, right. 
Uh, rating number four uh-huh. is uh, the UK. Oh, yeah. They love their fast food. There's lots of students in the UK. Okay. Um, it, it's a cheaper food item, so a lot more hanging out in the fast food chains. The fifth is, can you guess? The fifth? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Uh, I don't know. Czechoslovakia? I don't know. <laughs> South Korea. Oh. And their principal fast food change is Paris Croissant. Oh. And, I mean, they've had tough economic times, so... Uh, it, the, it's affordable fast food, um, and it's healthy-ish. Mm-hmm. But you missed number two. I did miss number two. I I, I can't imagine. I I don't know. Number two is France. Oh no! Wait, that's that's got to stop. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, France is, is known for its its gourmet cuisine, its elegant food. It's it's known for thin people. Yeah. Well, that might change because. Fast food chains are coming here fast and furious. McDonald's is the number one leading fast food chain in France. As of what I saw recently, like twenty end of 2022, there were over 1,500 shops. And they're ho- it's awful here. Sorry, McDonald's. I, I I tried the local one just because one day I was really I, – I really try and stay away from fast food. I was really hungry and rushed because we also have that Texas Grill place, which is fun. I like that place. I wouldn't consider that fast food. But we have a Texas Grill here. It's, they play country music in there and it's – Kind of dressed up in cowboys. It's kitschy, but it's fun. Yeah. But but right next door they have a Burger King and a McDonald's, and I had the Big Mac. Didn't taste anything like a Big Mac. So maybe you would have done better if you'd had a different food item. Like the McDonald's in France are very different than in North America, and most people prefer the McDonald's in France. Oh, okay. And maybe not for the burger, because we know we've complained about about the meat. Mm. And and McDonald prides itself, McDonald France prides itself on using French ingredients. So it's fresh baguettes, fresh cheese, Mm -hmm. fresh potatoes from France, all locally grown. The burgers that you get at a good restaurant are nuts good here because of that. Exactly. Like the buns are always just like right out of the oven and Yeah. Yeah. And and you know that they, they cut their fries and here they don't they don't call them french fries. They just call them frites. They call them frites. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But in some McDonald's you can have a beer. Oh, whoa, now you're talking. Oh yeah, and they don't, you know, they don't serve the the croissant with with cheddar. They they have comté or some other really good fine French cheese. Hey, you know, that, that's a funny point that you just brought up. Something I never thought of. Why don't they serve beer at Burger King and 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 McDonald's in Canada and the U.S.? Well, it's probably a, probably a regulation. I, because kids are around. I don't know. I don't know what prohibits uh, them to. That's so strange. The other thing about the McDonald's here, they serve your coffee in a cup. A real cup. A real cup. Yeah. And the 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 areas are usually larger and customers can spend time in, in, in a comfortable chair. Oh not not the plastic not Ronald the plastic McDonald's hard, chairs. No. So so they're they're trying to accommodate the, the likes of the French people. The number two um, fast food chain in France is um, a, a company called La Gardière. Oh, so it's not a U.S. company. Oh, La Gardière, I should say. Okay. No, it's French, and they're the ones who supply all the the, the food for train stations, bus stations, airports, oh. um, okay. those type of things. They've got that contract. And the third is a French company as well. Ah. And it's a boulangerie called Marie Blacher. Okay. 
and they've they employ tens of thousands of people across France. I think they've got seven hundred shops uh, across the country, mm. um, and they specialize in in um, fresh baked bread on the premises for sandwiches. Oh, that's not yeah, that's one so, of my favorites. So it's fast food, but but you know mm-hmm. a little bit healthier. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you you also mentioned the five guys. They're they're well uh, yeah. s- situated here in France. So yeah, the five guys. I saw an interview with one of the marketers. They don't advertise. No. At all. But their big claim to fame is that Barack Obama said that that was the best hamburger he's ever had. <laughs> and that's all they serve is hamburgers and fries. Yep, hamburgers and fries and beer. Uh, and they're they're moving shops into France. I think they're up to. 25. Wow. One is right next to the Moulin Rouge in Paris. Ah. Um, so they're coming. Uh, Popeye's just announced that they're coming. You know, Popeye's mm-hmm. uh, Louisiana chicken. Yeah. Um, and again, the chefs are not going to be, um, you know, importing any of the ingredient ingredients. They'll all be mm. local. Um, Krispy Kreme is coming. You know, Krispy Kreme is, 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 is a, an, an anomaly because I remember when Krispy Kreme opened up in Canada. I think it was in Mississauga, and th- there was this big hub, habu talking, yebbity you, and uh, line up for the first few days just around the block for Krispy Kreme. And after a while, it was just like, eh, it's just a donut. It's just I don't know. We can get that at Timmy's or whatever. I, it, it, I, I'm not sure if it's as big a deal now. Well, that's not my. When I have craving, it's not for sweet. Yeah, me neither. It's for savory. I want me my fries. I love fries. I don't have them that often because I know they they're not necessarily that fantastic for your waistline, but I love my fries. That brings me to the French phrase of the day. Don't you mean the French fries of the day? (laughs) (gasps) The funny again. (sighs) Yeah, you. uh, I, I I know on. One of your milestone birthdays, mm-hmm. I uh, arranged. It was a very fine restaurant. A really top-notch restaurant. <laughs> and I, I called ahead and I said, this is a strange request, but my wife would like some French fries served in newspaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the guy goes, oh, whatever. It's not the strangest request we've ever had. And, and sure enough. They, oh, they were great. They wheeled them oh, out. I, I had shrimp, mac and cheese and French fries. That was, that was just top-notch. <laughs> so here we go. Okay. Ready? Yeah, okay. I'm ready. Ce n'est pas les frites qui font grossir. C'est la bière qu'on boit avec. C'est pas l'amour qui fait souffrir. C'est la femme qu'on prend avec. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> that's that's a book, uh, but <laughs> it's two sentences, not even one and a half. <laughs> In big font. Yeah. <laughs> font over where you're sitting. <laughs> uh, give it to me one more time. I'll sure. try. Uh, c'est pas les frites qui font grossir, c'est la bière qu'on boit avec. Ce n'est pas l'amour qui fait souffrir, c'est la femme qu'on prend avec. Uh, the beer, yeah, the, the last thing is so the, the wife uh, understands with, uh, about or whatever. That's one of those things. Uh-uh. It's, it's not. It's not comprendre. It's Q U apostrophe O N prend. Oh. Comprend. Okay. Okay. So we'll uh, uh, we'll take. 
Yes. So do the first the front no, part. No, just just uh, it's too much. Too much? Yeah. Okay, it's not the fries that make you bigger. It's the beer that you drink with it or you, t- you oh. take with it. Okay. It's not love that makes you suffer. It's the wife that you take with it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh now you're laughing. Now you're laughing. Can I get that framed in big font <laughs> in English in our house, please? Oh, that's very funny. That's a good one. I yeah, like that. I thought you'd like that. That's a very good French phrase of the day. <laughs> Any French phrase of the day that has beer in it, I'm I'm there. Yes. I, I, I did get some of that. I got beer and I got, you know. But, you got bits uh, and pieces. Bits and pieces. But I, you know, I, again, I'm having trouble with you're all You're going to have to memorize souffrir. Yeah, what's that again? Suffer. suffer. Oh, suffer. Right, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, no, that was that was, uh, that was was a good one. I enjoyed that. Okay. Yeah. Hey, so uh, sad news over the last week. Uh, we heard about Richard, the death of Richard Belzer, and he. You know what? He was really one of my favorite people. He uh, he died at seventy eight years old, and um, he was a fantastic stand up comic. First of all, this is long before. So this is the eighties and seventies, and he was a fantastic stand up comic. And then he um, stumbled into the acting world and just lit that on fire. Well, yeah, I, I, I will have to research to get or to find some of his stand-up because I'm not familiar with it. I've, I've heard clips recently because now they're, they're re-airing, but uh, he's, he was hilariously biting oh, yeah. and, and witty. And uh, I guess he was on a radio show in, uh, in the U.S. And um, Barry Levinson, who was a big TV producer back in the day, heard him and thought that he would be great for the character that he was looking to cast. Um, I think it was Munch. Probably in Homicide. Homicide was his first, I think, big foray because he was in that show from 93 to 99. And then he he went into the special uh, SVU New York. Right. And so he got that role. And I mean, he he, that was just a gift that kept on giving in that character he appeared on arrested development on 30 rock on and so many different oh, things okay um but i really want to go and and, and find his uh oh, we'll, we'll look it up. up we'll we'll pull it up on uh on youtube and and watch it i'd, I'd do that all night long that's what we'll have to do because he was yeah he was cutting he was biting it incredible charisma and confidence on the stage hmm. he was in scarface i don't even i'm trying really? to remember hmm. What his character was in Scarface, but yeah, apparently he was in that movie as well. But uh, yeah, it, it's really kind of sad, and I guess the, one of the reasons we're bringing it up is because he, I think he died here in France. He died in France. I didn't know, but he was a huge fan of the country, loved being here. I think he, he bought his first property back in, in, in the late 80s, okay. I think. Uh, and he was able to do that. This is an interesting story that I heard on, on the radio. He was able to do that because he had an interview show back in the late 80s and had Hulk Hogan on the show. Oh. And and the Hulk stupidly gave him a stranglehold, mm-hmm. which caused him to pass out and fall. And he cracked his head. Oh, my God. And blood was gushing all over the place. The audience thought it was a joke, that it was part of the script. But no, he was injured badly, like nine nine stitches uh, on his head. So he he um, pursued, sued um, the Hulk, and they settled out of court. And according to the story, he was able to put the down payment on his house on the sea. Oh, wow. With that money. <laughs> With that money. And his friends jokingly called that place Chateau Hulk <laughs> or Chateau Hogan. <laughs> oh, that's 
funny. <laughs> and well, that was uh, on Beaulieu-sur-Mer. Which is? Uh, between, I think, Nice and Monaco. And Saint-Mer is on the sea. On the sea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. very nice. Well, Hulk Hogan certainly isn't a stranger to lawsuits, so uh, just mm. add that one to the list. Right. But uh, isn't that great? Well, what a nice ending to, to that horrific story. Yeah. Well, that's that's where he actually passed. But he, in 2013, he bought a house in a little further north, um, just east of Toulouse, so make, makes him about two hours, two and a half hours mm. um, drive. It's a, a small community called Bozoul. 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 There's an S on the end, so I don't know if they say Bozouls. Yeah, because they do that, like mo- with Marocs. Yeah, they do I that with know. the X's and S's here. Um, but uh, it's in Aveyron, um, and uh, he loved it there. Mm. He was part of the community. He spoke French. He went to all the, the functions, and I know the kind of functions he went to, the night markets and the festivals and all that stuff. So he, he really was very content. Uh, he and his third wife um, were very happy settled in, in that small town with 3,000 people where he had his privacy they guarded his privacy. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. Well, the mayor they, you know, didn't didn't want to give out his address because a lot of people wanted to you know knock on his door and get autographs. But they were very respectful of him and just appreciated him as a as a part of the you know communauté. Well, uh, glad he enjoyed uh, his stay here in France in his final years, and uh, you know, good for him. But we will go down that little rabbit hole as well because he's a very funny guy. His stand-up stuff was top-notch, really uh, good. You know, it, I read with uh, Aveyron that was a, one of the first um, uh, protests to, against McDonald's because there's always <laughs> been a little bit of a pushback, right? Oh yeah. You know, they want to keep French culture. They don't want the French commercialization, Americanization. Right. So this this farmer um, organized uh, a destruction uh, day of a building site of where they were starting to build the McDonald's. Holy. And they, the farmers went over with their tractors. <laughs> they invited the the, the citizens and the, the people from the village to come out. They were they served Roquefort cheese. <laughs> And they proceeded to demolish the McDonald's. Holy. Uh-huh. So Mc- when was that? Uh, I think it was in the nineties. Oh, that is that is cool. That has taken Yeah. That has taken things matters into your own hands. That is what that is. But look at how McDonald's has been able to turn around all the resistance mm-hmm. and now, you know, fifteen hundred stores later. Yeah. Uh, you know. I, I think the resistance comes from the older generation and uh, the interest comes from the newer generations. I, I really believe that. I don't, I don't have any interest in fast food restaurants anymore. Uh, you know, I once did, but I don't now. And But the kids, you know, they, they, they want all the things that are American. They want all that, you know, and you see that a lot here, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, as we uh, wrap things up here today, uh, we mentioned... Uh, lost in translation as the theme of the show here today because you know we came across the funniest thing and we mentioned it a few episodes back um but it was when we were looking for a hotel in Toulouse and (laughs) they they, (laughs) this is online (laughs) this is online and they have an English version and a and a French version of their of their website but they obviously just took the the print and sent it off to a translation, either a company or just a translation machine or a, a site or something. Anyway, the word for, because it said pet friendly, <laughs> uh, which would be what in 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 in, Fran- in French? A fart. Well, it, it's a fart in English. 
Yeah. A, a pet is a fart. So farts welcome. So yeah, that's what it said. Yeah. Farts welcome <laughs> in English. And so we got to thinking, okay, how many more of these are there? And uh, you you came a, a, across one uh, for avocados. That's pretty funny. Well, yeah, avoca is an avocado. Okay. It's also a lawyer. Right. So if you're using the Google machine right. and you don't know any better, your salad could have a lawyer in it. <laughs> what kind of lawyer would you like in your salad? I'll take uh, family, family law, please. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Yeah. And uh, also uh, the country, Turkey. Oh, well, you know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can be Turkey. And so inside a T-shirt label... It was marked Fet en Dinde, made in Turkey, the bird. <laughs> made in a bird. Yeah, Fet en Dinde. <laughs> it's just kind of a silly one, right? Oh, yeah, no, but that that's... that's. And it's always when people are in a, in a hurry and, and it, they're just, you know, trying to get the translation and they mm-hmm. don't bother checking uh, that, they're, that they're correct. Um, there was one menu that I saw that was quickly translated from French... To English, and it had items on it like uh, chicken in her own juice. Okay. <laughs> steak on the way home. <laughs> and it's because the French really describe their food on menus. Oh, you know, okay. It's, it's like um, if you wanted to say uh, uh, the raw vegetables, it would be uh, des légumes croustillants. So if they were translating it quickly, it would be crispy vegetables. Um, and then there's one on that same menu that says uh, nuts of Saint-Jacques. Okay. Now, you've seen that on the French menus yeah. in French. Yeah. What's it called? Noir. Noir de Saint-Jacques. Saint-Jacques. Yeah. So those are scallops. Oh. But they didn't bother to, to make sure that the t- translation was correct. So instead, it, it was nuts of Saint-Jacques. <laughs> and furthermore, they put it in the dessert section. Oh. I know. No, that's not a dessert. It's not a dessert. They're delish. I love them. But as, a, as a main. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So those are kind of the interesting little, you know, things that we've noted. The other thing that I've noticed here is all of the different words with the same pronunciations. So before we go here today, I'm going to give you... The French words? Yeah. yeah I'm going to give you the English. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to say... What I'm saying now, some of these are are just a hodgepodge of words, but the last one is a real sentence. I'm going to read these words, uh-huh. and then uh, uh, then you tell me what the sentence is in French. Okay? I didn't know we we're playing a game. Yeah, today. we're playing a game. Here we go. This is the first one. Ready? Green glass towards worm verse. Green glass towards worm verse. Well, that's very easy. Un verre vert, 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 vert. All those words sound like fair. But they're all spelled really differently. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. When you're when you're an English person like me and you hear that, you just you go out of your mind. You ready for the next one? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Without a hundred smells of blood. Without a hundred smells of blood. Sans, 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 sans. You think that's so funny? It's hilarious. <laughs> Three more. You ready? If you insist. Horsefly stretches so much time. 
horsefly stretches so much time. Uh, is a horsefly a ton? Mm-hmm. Oh, ton, étant, ton, ton, ton. Very good. Ton, étant, ton, 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 ton. But, 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 so why, why did they put the horsefly in there? No, no, it's a... Oh, oh it just sounds funny to an English person. That's right. Uh-huh. This one sounds funny too. Ready? And it's very, it's going to be the same thing. Okay. But now different words. Okay. Your uncle mows your tuna. Tonton, tonton, tonton. I told you. I have a tonton. Yeah. I have a tonton Maurice. I know. So, tonton, tonton, tonton. And here is the... Pièce de résistance. Okay, ready? But Granny even likes my dishes. Me, me, me. Meme, m, me, me. Right, but if you were to if you were to do it quickly, it's me, 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 me. I just love it. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for playing along. It's my favorite. <laughs> You're such a child. Thank you. Yeah. On next week's show, we hope to be able to share some more news about our fiber installation. Although maybe each. That seems to take another couple of years, so perchance that won't be the case. Chapter 59 drops next Friday. See you then. A bientôt.